Sabs lights the cannon, but it just explodes. So he decides to take the closet instead. I tell you what's never not funny. People with blown up faces. <laughs> never doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was coming, but just like... <laughs> Look at him there, covered in sudden smoke. Much yeah. like people getting pie in the face as well. Yeah. yeah. But I, th- I, think, I think blown up faces is even funnier, actually. Mm. What about if uh, if someone got a, a pie that was covered in like buckshot and and uh, and an exploding I mean, pie, yeah. an exploding pie, pie in the face? <gasps> oh yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or someone getting shot out of a massive pie. <laughs> I think oh. that that's that's what I want to see. Or someone being shot out of a cannon with exploding face into a giant pie. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's the one, people. That then explodes. That then explodes and fires you back into the cannon. And it's just a repeat of it. <laughs> That'd be the test of would you ever get sick of this? And welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three unpredictable and underhanded umpires review all 163 episodes of Sabrina. Out! You cannot be serious. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot do that again. (laughs) You said unpredictable. Yeah, that's very true. true. I'm just playing to the mark. Yeah, uh... Four? Is that something that they say? I don't know. I don't know any terms for anything. Yeah, so we review hundred, all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or at least that's the plan. I am your host and guide through this wonderful journey down Nostalgia Valley, and my name is Phil Dean. I'm joined by two guys who are holding my hands and taking that stroll alongside me. They are, first of all, Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham! Hello, Phil. Good to be joining you on this uh, this road. It's it's a bright and sunny and beautiful day in the valley. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's lovely. We're looking over these nineties hills. Yeah. There's uh, there's in the distance some casual racism, some yeah. little bits of sort of backhanded compliments, and over in the uh, in the distance. A failed TV show, but that's not the one we're talking about that's today. That's what we're talking about, no, and we're, we're, we're steering clear of Misogyny Mountain as well. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of trouble spots in uh, in Nostalgia Valley, but um, I think I think the, the particular lane we're going down, memory lane... <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> ...is is, um, it, it is a beautiful spot. It's just full of nice, uh, ahead-of-its-time, snappy, witching comedy. And I'm looking forward to taking that stroll with you today, sir. Whoa, well, someone else who's holding my right hand, and I hope he's also going to have a right good old time, is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hello. I don't think I could beat that analogy, so I'll just say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode. <laughs> now, how are you, my friend? Ah, very good. Hi. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. sun is shining metaphorically and literally through the. Uh, through the, the the room and and then the picnic patch that we've put up in our uh, on down memory lane, which is looking gorgeous today. Oh, beautiful. I wish you could be here, folks. Although we're going to paint the picture for you. Oh, oh that we, we are. started. All right, Bob Ross, calm down. <laughs> he, he, uh, he could be there in there. Very much rally. so. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, he, he's painting misogynist mountain. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not Bob. No, no, he's painting it. Okay. He's, he's, just li- he's literally it. painting. He's literally painting it. And Bobby's joining us on this adventure. The three of us are taking down episode four, season three, and it's called the Pom Pom Incident. Boys, have you ever suffered a Pom Pom Incident? No, not really. I was uh, I was nearly around for the incident at Pompeii. Okay, um, Ooh, okay, but, but not a Pom Pom Incident. Whew. Okay, the, obviously the, the Pompeii incident, if you can't remember, was uh, loads of uh, sort of ancient old people were, were having were having lots of sex, weren't they? As, as we told, they loved their orgies. And then what little did they know that um, like a really pervy volcano was watching it all and jerking off, and then yeah. uh, then you know, <laughs> he, he, came, he, came, he came to you know he came to his uh, his boiling point and uh, his, yeah. and drowned his, him in his volcanic gravy, yeah, his molten jizz. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so, which soon solidified everything. Yeah. And that's yeah, but voyeurism costs lives. 
That's what, what we learned from Pompeii. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the pom-pom incident, guys, I don't know if you, uh, if either of you have ever dreamt of becoming cheerleaders, uh, but this episode uh, we follow Valerie, uh, following her dream, apparently a lifelong dream since high school, to be a cheerleader. But Sabrina, being a bit selfish, ain't happy about that. She thinks she's losing her best friend. So alongside her cousin Mortimer, who's popped around for the ride, they're going to literally change her mind with, uh, get it guys, a penny for her thoughts. A. A. Yep. <laughs> and if that joke's 20 years old and still gets some reactions like that, then just you wait till some 2018 comments hit your ears later on and join the show. <sighs> You're going to be polishing up that penny, aren't we? We're going to be making it shine again. Yeah, we are. Um, so boys, did we enjoy this episode before we get too into it? Yes. It was like a return to previous unfortunate Sabrina episodes where our main character is not painted in a good light. No, yeah. Mom, we, I know I know Sabrina, she's still 17, she's got a lot of learning to do and I know in season three with four seasons left to go she's still got a lot of learning, a lot of maturing, a lot of developing to do. But I don't like the episodes where we go back in, to an immature, yeah. selfish teenage and I know that's what teenagers are typically but I don't like it seeing it from our main character where she seems to have disregarded everything she's learned for the past yeah. 53 episodes and now just yeah she's she's only thinking about herself and I don't like it guys she should know better but no yeah she? absolutely uh, but yeah in this one she, she's um, yeah she's really unhappy that Valerie basically she thinks she knows what's best for Val and it uh, and it's it's not and I don't like seeing this side of Sabrina it shows it displays that Sabrina does not see Valerie as an equal mm-hmm. which oh. is quite sad in a strange way it's understandable because Valerie is more vulnerable mm-hmm. she's more well, she's less confident and she's less uh, streetwise, if that's the word you want to use. She is sort of somebody who, perhaps if you are a friend, you do kind of feel sort of protective towards her because she doesn't always... Yeah. She's not always the best at self-care. But at the same time, yeah, she just takes that to, a, to an unhealthy place. Mm. It goes from, I need to look after Valerie, make sure she isn't hurt, to... That's not Valerie. I control who Valerie is, and that's not her. Yeah. Which is, yeah, just... I mean, she learns a lesson in the end, and yeah. it all works out great for Valerie, and I was very pleased for her. It was a great moment. But, yeah, Sabrina in this episode really got on my wick for the first time in a long while, and that kind of yeah. made it worse, because mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you're past it, and then... Yeah, then I feel like it's it, it's regressed. It's mm-hmm. regressed slightly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, do you agree with this, this statement that this episode... I mean, we will get into this episode very, very shortly and we'll talk about it more in depth, but this episode feels like, again, like the last one where it it could have just been put in anywhere in the series' timeline so far. But to make it season three, they've just thrown a family member into it. Yeah. 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 Because because we meet a cousin Mortimer who uh, is the second family member that's supposed to help her out, but he, she gets the first clue. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so they've kind of thrown him in and he doesn't really... I mean, he does something funny later on with, with kids. Were, but he uh, he's uh, he doesn't really play much of a role in this episode. I mean, he supplies Sabina with the means of changing Valerie's mind, but that could have been done from any... Witch. That could have been Salem saying, look at the magic book. Yeah. yeah. And if, you know... And rather than bringing in, you know, a, a relative unknown, uh, as they did for the previous family member, you know, they bring in Don DeLuise, who is a comic luminary and yeah. he's kind of wasted really he is yeah he, he, he is entertaining but he's not given much to do no exactly it's it's that thing of oh I, I always thought oh my god first family member's gonna arrive brilliant we're gonna have this whole sort of thing about the family and mm-hmm. we just didn't it was sort of a, a side note we didn't even have a conversation between Sabrina and Mortimer about the family secret, just a little tag on at the end, really. Yeah, yeah. Almost like they forgot. <laughs> yeah. Almost like they forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> calling all blondes, calling all blondes is how this episode opens, as in true 90s fashion, Salem, the man of the house, is telling the silly blonde girls how manly he is by resetting that darn clock on the VCR player. Now, he achieves this. Because yeah. It probably involves pressing a few buttons on the remote. Yes. Every other attempt at. Um, technological maintenance he tries during this episode doesn't work out so well. Yeah. He's essentially like a 
sometimes it's the way autism manifests itself. Mm-hmm. That you want to take everything apart and see how it works. Well, that's essentially all he does. Yeah. He has no idea of how to improve it or how to put it back together. He's just obsessively dismantling everything. Yes. Try, but, trying his luck. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's that stereotypical man thing of, of uh, I am a man! Someone fetch me my tools! And it is played as such. It's not as yeah, if... Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's you know, the joke is on Salem, especially yeah. at the end. Yeah, d- despite this slightly sort of sexy start to the show of going, look, I'm a man because I can change the time on a, on a on a on a piece of electronic kit that you girls probably don't know how to use. But yeah, overall, the joke is on Salem how he really can't do anything probably as a cat and probably as a witch if he was uh, if he was uh, but, a witch. But the the whole thing about I'm a man, you're a girl, I can do this, you can't. The the response was. We are witches. If we wanted to change the clock, we would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, it's unimportant to us. That's well, like, is there a clock on the BCR? Didn't really notice. We've got plenty of other ways of telling the time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's you, very true. You, you've basically just fixed something that didn't need fixing. Yeah, I think I think this this episode does show a progression of uh, attitude and time from season one. I feel if this was in season one, the Salem Bean Manly probably would have been at the expense of the female cast. Yeah, we had Jargate. Yes, oh, God. God, yeah. I opened all the jars because I'm a man and you can't do that. It's also pretty character consistent because, well, one, Salem, we know he's bored shitless yeah. <laughs> yes. being a cat. And we also know that he is intensely frustrated by the fact that it has diminished his manhood in a way. Like, mm-hmm. it. Obviously, you know he's he's never he's never been able to uh, get get a get a girlfriend again. He's never you know he's never going to be able to do all these things that he could do as a man. That's before you even factor in his world domination uh, yeah. goals. And yeah, this is yeah again him trying to assert his manliness and failing because well one he's a cat but two just, <laughs> yeah what one he is a cat one he's a cat yeah. even as a man he probably couldn't actually conduct all these repairs you know he was clearly a smart guy but we don't know of him having any sort of electronic uh, expertise do we yeah that's true well Zelda tries to retaliate against his obnoxious bragging by getting him to set the timer on their scoreboard didn't even know they had a scoreboard mate. Uh, well as I said to you because I were watching it it came from the same place as their uh, periscope their periscope it. uh, it's probably the scoreboard is probably just really high up on that wall that we can't see just above the camera but what we mentioned, what's it keeping score of? We Oof. don't know, but ho- the home were beating the visitors 3-1, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kills, maybe? Yeah, m- maybe, yeah. Maybe it's Hilda's scoreboard, I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's... Uh, what score did home get, sorry? Home three. was three, visitors three. one. So there's three bodies buried at home, and there's one body buried somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe that's... No, 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 no. There's far more than just four bodies. Okay, okay. The, well... Maybe Do, does it get past a hundred and then reset itself? So there's a hundred and three bodies buried at home. Maybe and maybe. hundred and one somewhere. I else. will accept that more. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. So. I concur. Yeah. I concur. Go. Do you concur? I concur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I concur. There we go. The titles roll, and she's a chef, and she says, "We're cooking up a great show for you tonight." I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah, um, yeah we'll allow it. It was yeah. all right. I probably wouldn't go again. No, I mean, if you're going to dress up as a chef and you're a witch. And you're introducing the show. It's a fair remark. Yeah, it's a fair remark. And uh, yeah, but in terms of of how uh, how delicious this episode was, yeah, it was it was all right. Uh, lack of seasoning. If we are comparing it to uh, a meal at a restaurant, if I was if that was in front of me, I probably would have sent it back to the kitchen. Yeah, probably and go. You know, fucking start again. Bit, well, I don't start again, but it was a bit undercooked. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Needs a little bit more garnish. Put it back in. It ain't done yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't cold though. No, 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 no. no. no, no. no it was. It, it was. It was warm. It, it was a pleasant eat, but I know I've had better. Yeah, and, you, and I know I've had better from this chef. Yeah. Yes, you know this particular chef could do better. That he or she has done this meal for you before and yeah. it's been better. Uh, we're still in the Spellman house and Salem is still going on about his testosterone levels. Suddenly the toaster goes off and inside is a multicoloured handkerchief that just keeps going on and on and on. Hilda and Zelda tell Sabrina that it's from her cousin Mortimer, who is stopping by to help with the family secret. A family member they aren't best pleased with because, guys, he's a widgician. A widgician. A widgician, yeah, that is a witch who's taken up the profession of entertaining gullible mortals as a magician. I did like this because it makes sense that if 
you are a witch and you can do legit magic, an easy way to make a cheap book would be to be a regular party magician, but use your actual magic to do things... To make sure every trick works. Yeah. Yeah. And I could also imagine which society looking down on it. Yeah. Because it is sort of cheapening yourself. It is almost abusing your magic. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I thought, I thought that was quite well played. Although, the fact that he does that, and in spite of having actual magical powers, he's still a shit magician. <laughs> yeah. God, he must be a bad witch. Yeah, well, well I mean, later on we find out that uh, Hilda and Zelda are saying he was so gifted. Well, he says it right now. Yeah, she says it right now. He could have been so gifted. He was so good. He could have been... Uh, you know, it could have been in, uh, in literature or a scientist, or but no, he's chosen to be a uh, just do parlor tricks for for children. And again, I mean, this will play in effect with the progression side of our scoring. But um, in season two, we got a taster of what the witch uh, impression of magicians are when Zelda got her magic clamped, didn't she? Yes. And um, she was just given a, a magician's hat that she's and a wand, flout, and, a wand yeah. and stuff. We were wondering, we we're pondering whether. Uh, magicians are like black sheep or sort of like the butt of a joke in the witch yeah. community that oh god you, why don't you be a magician yeah. and then we actually see progression that witches some witches do become magicians in Japan mm-hmm. people who work in like sanitation like you know like uh, bin men and people who work in like the sewers system and that are sort of like probably like shunned like usually like live in their own like community like people don't want anything to do with them they're just seen as just dirty just like the lowest of the lowest which is terrible because you know you'd be fucked without them wouldn't you Um, but yeah it's real sort of like oh you do that Oh, get away from me, sort of thing. He's less essential than a sanitation worker. But yes, I, mean, yeah. whether, I wonder yeah. whether being you don't a ma- need magicians. Being a magician is a profession that is shunned much yeah. as uh, sanitation workers in in Japan and other places. Yeah. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> if there are any Japanese sanitation workers listening, yeah, we we're we're on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're we are behind you. Yeah. Just as long as you're upwind. Yeah. <laughs> Hilda and Zelda tell Sabrina about Mortimer's tragic career as a magician. Speaking of, he arrives in a puff of smoke, or rather after and next to a puff of smoke, and Hilda and Zelda try to usher him away as quickly as possible. But it's alright, chaps, as he's got a gig in the Westbridge Y tomorrow, so he doesn't need to go quite so sharpish. He buggers up his closing trick, and we change scenes halfway through a sentence. In the cafeteria, and Val is inviting Sabs and Harvey to the slicery. But Harvey can't go, I'm afraid, as he has to watch his brother whilst his dad is away, and his mom is sick. Well, not sick. She's pregnant. And we get the closest, I think, closest we come to sex being mentioned. Mm. And it's built upon for a long time as well. Yeah. Because Sabrina says, you mean they still... Oh, no, Valerie says, you mean they still... Yes, yes, like, they do, they do. We, 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 yeah. let's, let's not think about it. And, and so... But so, they're so old, and they? They're so old, yeah. so late in their lives there. And Harvey's like, I know, it, 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 it's, it's vile. <laughs> <laughs> it's vile that my parents... Uh, st- still want children that their age which could well be just be like late 30s or something yeah i mean well no 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 it's older than late 30s yeah because how how old is harvey if harvey harvey is like say 17 17 so if say his mum and dad were both around the same age say they were 37 they could have had Harvey when they were like 20 21 mm-hmm. it's possible um, yeah there's mm-hmm. three kids three kinkle children that we three, know of anyway he's the oldest no, no, his he, sister's the oldest. His sister's the oldest, so he's the middle king. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they could have, unless, yeah, I mean, it could have been teen, teen it, birth, his sister. Yeah, yeah, it could, could have been, but I, I'm positing that they're, they're in their 40s, or borderline 40. Yeah. But at the same time, if you think about that, that child is a fucking baby miracle. Because, <laughs> uh, and this is standard knowledge, that a woman's fertility drops significantly after the age of 35. So it's not through it might not be the fact that they were trying it could be a surprise baby yeah and and mr kinkle isn't out on work he's just had to disappear for a couple of weeks to get his head around the no, fact that he's I gonna think, be a dad I, again no i think his dad's gone out and he ain't coming back <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've we've heard stories of him yeah you know i hate to break it to you harvey but yeah your dad ain't coming back you are the new man of the house and you can and, look after your mother and he is he is trying to look after his yeah. mum. and then his dad's like fucked up man it's like harvey's old enough now i'm, I'm not really abandoning him i'm not really leaving him on her own harvey oh you know harvey's basically he, he's a man now he's better can... off without me i mean that's true but it's not the point and he'll have more energy to look after this baby as well you know I remember an old man I'd be useless anyway yeah, yeah. it's also as well like later on Harvey in, in a late scene Harvey's tired because he's been driving round 
um, all day trying to help his mum out. And I know breast is, you know, it's like a, it's a proper term, you know. He it's talk, like a medical. He talks term. about having tender breasts when he is pregnant yeah. himself. And it's just strange that I know, I know, like obviously, it's, they're not saying boob or tit or you know, like ju- or jugs or whatever, you know. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, that's why I get jug cream from my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get some cream for my mum's jugs. From my mum's meat balloons. <laughs> you know. But you know, um, it's just about that they, yeah, they, chest they, expansions. That they, they say. They just say the word breast. I'm just getting some breast cream, and I know breast. You know, it's it's it's, it's a mature like not medical term, but you know, it's just. But this is a show where a couple of episodes ago they were reluctant to say fart. So you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't say fart. Um, yeah, I mean, and yeah, now they're just saying breast willy nilly. I was going to say, what 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 does he say? Is it breast cream? Breast cream. Breast yeah. Cream. Well, the only other like thing that they could he could have said is chest cream mammary cream yeah mammary cream yeah. is that what they say in willy wonka and they go weight cream double cream <laughs> breast cream no it's hair cream it's not hair cream i'm being yeah. crude yeah all i'm gonna say is well played for working in the word breast yeah, yeah. nice yeah and it wasn't out of place really either but yeah, the breasts well, yeah, the breasts weren't out of place. Just, they weren't on the back or anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, messed up things happen when you get pregnant in your 40s, let me tell you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> just then, a wild rabble of cheerleaders come in, do a rally, and declare to the school that they have some spaces open in the second string cheerleading squad. They haven't had an opening in years since one of the teenagers had a terrible skin condition. Uh, she's had a zit, apparently, and that was it. She was that gone. That was it. Zit at that one. <laughs> it boils down to that. Oh. Spot on. <laughs> oh. But they've got an opening in their second stream cheerleading squad and they're inviting anyone to audition. Valerie pipes up and says that she really wants to try out and Sabrina just thinks she's gone insane. Like when Valerie's talking about like trying out to cheerleaders, she's so relaxed. She's mm-hmm. she's not like, oh, I wish I could be a cheerleader. She's like, you know what? I think I might try out to be a cheerleader. She's a changed person. She's sort yeah. of con- she has continued the progress she showed. Yeah. In episode one, uh, she's continued that, and yeah, to all of a sudden. But that that that's the thing. It's like Valerie presents that she is this calm and collected person. It's not a as you said. Oh my god, cheerleading! It's I'll go for that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I've it's always that, wanted to be it's one. That yeah. Quiet confidence of, yeah. oh, okay, an opportunity has arisen. I'm going to look into that mm-hmm. rather than, oh my god, there's this opportunity. I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. Or... Yeah, she's just like, you know what? I'm going to try out. May why as not? well. Yeah. What have I got to lose? Exactly. And what's good as well? I mean, we we see a little glimpse of it here, and it just carry on as well. Like Harvey is absolutely not bothered that Valerie wants to be a cheerleader. Nope. It's, it's only Sabrina that's really overreacting, find, overreacting, and finds it in such an inappropriate. Well, Harvey's still like, you know, like strange suggestion. Harvey would never be like, "That's not you. That doesn't yeah. fit into my image of you that I have yeah. fixed rigid in my head." Fuck off. <laughs> you know, Harvey would just be like, "Yeah, if that's what you want to do, cool." Yeah. If anything, he's like embarrassed that Sabrina's acting like this way. As he should be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, back home and Salem is kitted out in a tiny hat, tiny goggles, and he has a tiny screwdriver behind his tiny ear. He says he's trying, I don't know exactly what he's trying to fix, but he goes... Tin opener. A tin opener. He's like, I can fix this, especially if I just spin my head round about 33 times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it lands on the floor and he's like, oh, or I could just smash it on the ground. Which is more Salem speed, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's his just- approach. Yeah, just destruction. Go for it, why not? <laughs> so he smashes this uh, can opener on the floor. Meanwhile, in the front room, Mortimer is trying to saw Hilda in half, but Sabrina interrupts with concerns about Valerie. Zelda tells her that she should just let Valerie do what she wants, but they shouldn't let Mortimer do what he wants, because he saws through Hilda and her legs run off. Reminded me of the Evil Dead. Reminded <laughs> me of bed knobs and broomsticks. Fuck you all. Um, <laughs> again, where uh, the tights the tights come to life and right, start, yeah, start kicking okay. people in the bum. It reminded me of that. <laughs> no, nice. it, it reminded me of the Evil Dead when when there is uh, a dismembered body running around the woods. Great. Well, this the if it wasn't the fact that Hilda got her legs back throughout this episode because uh, the legs run off and Zelda's like, oh my god, I left the back door open. I would have liked to see the rest of the episode of just half of. Of uh, Hilda's body and Zelda's, uh, sorry, and Hilda's legs just 
That should going been, around. That, that should, should have happened. Should have been a subplot. Hilda's yeah. just stuck on this soaring contraption. Well, that that they that they adjust so that she can be like leaned. Yeah, forward. yeah. And Zelda and Mortimer have to I have go. to wheel around everywhere. Yeah, trying to find her legs. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. That would have been a better subplot than than Salem dismantling every piece of electrical yeah. equipment in the house. That's yeah. It's pretty much a one note gag. That isn't it? Yeah. It's it's him smashing the uh, can open is funny, and then after that, it just becomes unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, um, unless he was trying to make some robotic legs. Oh! oh! He should have made some wrong trousers! Well, let's grab it! There we go. There we go. That's what he should have made. Yeah, Hilda and Zelda and the wrong trousers. That's oh, what he should man. have made. That's what should have happened. He should. Again, doing it better than they did. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're taking a 20-year-old show and going, you know what? We can't. We don't know how you would have done it, but you should have done it like this. <laughs> going, we have no prior experience of writing TV shows, but this is what you should have done. <laughs> Coming up with an idea that might not have been feasible, where they're going, that's ah, well better anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, you should have done a while ago. It made us some uh, wrong trousers and had, yeah, uh, Hilda's legs just running around, running a mock. That would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Having Hilda's leg running around, kicking people up the bum. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, yes. Lovely. Back in school and Valerie has done the dirty deed. She's only gone and signed her bloody name on the tryout sheet and Sabrina was too late with her dramatic No! I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was funny. As stupid as Sabrina's being, if you're going to overreact to something, may as well go all about with it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Valerie stands up for herself, which again is very, very good, and tells Sabs that she's always wanted to be a cheerleader and there's nothing she can do or say to stop her. Yes, Valerie. Just says no president has ever been a cheerleader. Fact. A president has been a cheerleader. Has he? Has he? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure FDR was a cheerleader before he was in his chair. Really? I'm pretty sure. Four US presidents you didn't know were cheerleaders. (laughs) George W. Bush was head cheerleader at Phillips Academy. Ronald Reagan... Well, it makes was, sense, because he wanted to be an actor and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a cheerleader at Eureka College. Dwight D. Eisenhower was a cheerleader at West Point Academy. FDR. FDR. Nice. Was a cheerleader for Harvard College from 1900 to 1903. Yeah, there you go. There you four... Four US presidents who have been cheerleaders. So, yeah. Sabrina, you're wrong on many levels. You're wrong trying to control your friend's life, and you're wrong about presidents being cheerleaders. I just have one thing to say to Sabs. Google, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sabs. Know your fucking stuff. We do. In the year Google was founded. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, then, yeah, Tired Harvey comes over and tells us a story about driving around all night to buy his mum the right breast cream. This is just showing how, how good a son Harvey oh, is. Absolutely. Yeah, Hands absolutely. down. His dad's fucked off, left him to look after his pregnant mother, yeah. as well as take care of, well, I'm assuming take care of his uh, younger sibling as well. Yeah. Because his sister's nowhere to be seen, apparently. Yeah. She's probably off on the f- football field, football tackling yeah. some... Dudes. Yeah. And he's there spending the whole night looking for some jug rub. At home, and Salem has taken it upon himself to dismantle everything. Whilst in the kitchen, Mortimer and his giant sandwich tells Sabrina that she can ask him anything about the family secret because he knows absolutely everything about everyone in the family. But she just wants to discuss Val. So Mortimer gives her a magic penny, a penny for Valerie's thought, as by using that, she can see and manipulate all of her thinking. Now, he says he got the penny... From Harry Houdini. Yeah. Obviously because he wanted to get him away from it. Yeah. He said he'd give me this penny if I never talked to him again. That's yeah. what Houdini said to him. And which says to me that Houdini was a magician. He must have been. He must have been. Because, oh, yeah, because this, ma- this is a magic item. This isn't a uh, cheap you know, magician's trick. This is mm-hmm. an actual other realm penny, which mm-hmm. gives you insight into somebody's thoughts. Which also indicates that if Houdini was a magician, then he was the greatest magician because he was a witch. It also means that Houdini was one of the most celebrated entertainers of his generation. But in the other realm, in his home... In his home community, he was a he was a pariah. He was the lowest of the low. A laughing stock. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Blimey. Oh my days. What a fucking prick. Got me thinking. Maybe David Copperfield was a uh, a magician as well because dressing dressed like that. You've you've got to be 
of another world. Making the Great Wall of China disappear? Yeah. Tommy Cooper couldn't do that, could he? <laughs> Tommy Cooper couldn't do that, could he? In the gym, and Sabrina apologises to Val, kinda. It's really just a way that she can stick that penny in her head, which she uses her magic on, and now she can see exactly how Val imagines being a cheerleader is like. She thinks it's all high fives and hollers, so Sabrina makes out that she'd become a bully and steal people's glasses. Val thinks she'll be entertaining seniors, so Sabrina makes out that they'll be humiliating them instead. Finally, Valerie thinks it's all pet rallies and charity flyers, so uh, Sabs envisions Valerie being feared and calling her a freak. Val gets upset and runs away, while Sabrina just imagines if they get Nobel Prizes for friendship. And during that montage, we have a wonderful new segment, which I'm calling Sign Language Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, in the corner, she's in the corner of the screen. <laughs> she's watching, she's watching as, as they do, sort of like, yeah. you know, sort of like looking over her shoulder at yeah. what's going on sort of above her. And you are just expecting her to start moving her hands around. But no, she's, she's yeah, she's just watching inside, uh, you know, Valerie's head and changing all the thoughts. And in between each one, you get a glimpse of, of you know, real Valerie. And she, she looks really troubled and... Uh, she looks fucking terrified, mate. I mean, it got me thinking, like, what's... what's? I mean, and we know what literally is going through her mind, but, like, is she is her sort of happy thoughts of what it's like to be a cheerleader, are they being replaced? Yes. She's thinking, yes. oh, my God, exactly I'm going to become a bully. Yes. yes. And she's... She, I think she's scared for her life. That's sort of like what, what she, she well, thinks she's going to change. What happens to her is... She basically becomes the Valerie which we know and pity again, having mm. sort of seemingly yeah. moved past that. You know, she's gone back to just seeming really sort of despondent. Like, you really realise the difference between who she has become, who we see her being at the start of this episode, and who she was in season two. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's like one of those sort of like oddly familiar feelings when later on, when she's all sort of forlorn, she's like, oh no, actually, I, I, don't, I don't want to try mm. out. And then later on, she's signing up for the orchestra, isn't she? Yeah, the yes. orchestra. Yeah, orchestra yeah. yeah, and stadium. she's like, yeah, I, I know my place. This is where my kind belongs. Yeah. Just playing the triangle in the corner of uh, the assembly hall and all that. And it's, yeah, she's made her go from this, you know, this beautiful, this beautiful Charizard that she's become, like yeah. back, back to her just a, a shitty little Charmander. That Charmander crying in the rain. Yeah, because yes. it's because when its tail's gonna go out. Yeah. Oh. But no, the the thing that I want to highlight in this is 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 that Sabs is essentially brainwashing Valerie. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what's ex- happening. That's exactly what she's doing. It's, it's brainwashing. So we're, we're seeing Sabrina commit a heinous crime. Yeah. And she can see her best friend, her best loyal friend as well, running off upset. And all Sabs is like, you know, she's just patting herself on the back. It's like, well done me. I mean, even Libby in this episode, oh, and here comes the long shot category. I was like, that's just, that's Libby. Staying yeah. true to At character. least Libby is giving her a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's and a long shot, but yeah. it's a chance. Giving her a chance, she's giving her more of a chance than Serena is. And as we see later on, Libby is actually a fair judge when it comes yeah. to Valerie's cheerleading ability when she finally gets to show it. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it, <sighs> yeah, it's we're we're seeing Valerie taking a few steps backwards, Sabrina taking a lot of leaps backwards. And yeah, Sabrina becoming a becoming a uh, a war criminal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, like anti, like niece, I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just not nice. And I think that I think that's the main reason why we you know we we didn't enjoy this episode as much yeah. as we'd hoped. Obviously, like like anything, it is meant to not be nice, and she does sort of learn her lesson by the end. But it should it shouldn't. It, no, it, sh- it just shouldn't. She should never go off the rails no. this much. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. It was so extreme. Yeah, yeah. so extreme. Yeah. Back home, and Sabrina goes to thank Cousin Mortimer for the penny, but he's too distracted on the phone with his agent, who has cancelled his Westbridge gig as he's been replaced by Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. <laughs> Get the talking car. Yeah. I'm presuming, do they mean the actual car, or do they mean the actor? I think just he just says, I've been replaced by Kit, so it's probably just the car. Or maybe it's the same kind of car that Kit is, and so yeah. you'll just be like out the room like, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say is we've got another tangible link to David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yes, and again, it always comes back to yeah. the half, doesn't it? Uh, downstairs and everything electrical has been dismantled by Salem, who's now hiding out in the freezer telling jokes, isn't he? Yes, he is. He says, oh, close the door, I'm dealing with isotopes. Now, for those of you that don't know, an isotope is something scientific. But in this respect, it's a joke. He's saying he's dealing with isotopes. Because he's in a freezer. Ice. Ice. Isotopes. That's ice. That's real ice. ice. 
Uh, Mortimer says, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it all up. He uses it, he does a, an ugly incantation and removes all the junk, including Salem, because he sends him to, I guess, like like an Indian province well, or something. Yeah, yeah. We, we find out later that it was meant to be Calcutta. Is it Calcutta yes. he's been sent to? No, no, it's Kolkata. Yeah. Nice. Fact, Calcutta is actually Kolkata and we've been saying it wrong for ages. And Salem, is a, and Salem is a cat. That's where he's oh, from. Oh, I'm, I'm awfully sorry. Yeah, yeah. A cat in, cat in Kolkata. In school and Valerie is reluctantly signing up for orchestra club. Miserable because she isn't a cheerleader while Sabrina is happy to have her friend back and all to herself. She's like, we can go out shopping, try on clothes we can't afford. It's going to be great. Have her friend back under her thumb. Have yeah. a friend back as, as a dependent. This is yeah. proper like emotional abuse. Sabrina the teenage manipulator. Yes, proper emotional abuse. And, it uh, is, that's I, exactly it is, what it is. I don't care for it at all. No. no. Uh, we also get a simple, yet staggeringly effective school poster. Succeed. Read. Read. And the entire poster is wonderful. In the first instance, we just see the letters over over some clouds. Yeah. But the wider picture of it is essentially a pile of books in the shape of a mountain with people climbing up it. Book mountain. Much better than misogyny mountain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bob Ross, paint book paint, mountain. Paint that, Bob. Paint book mountain, yeah. What a novel idea. Jesus <laughs> 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 Christ. <sighs> Harvey runs in panicking about his little brother's birthday party. He forgot to book the entertainment because he was too preoccupied by his mother's breasts. So Sabrina suggests her cousin Mortimer come over and do a magic show instead. Mortimer doesn't come over. The kids come to the Spellman house. Which yeah, is which, is, which is weird. I yeah. thought it was going to be, here we go, new set, let's just go outside, Mortimer do a trick, but no, all the friends are coming around to Sabrina's house. We do get a new set in this. It's not a set. No, it's an actual we house. Get a very brief glimpse of Valerie's house we get an exterior shot obviously not including any characters just probably just be stock footage or what have you but when they're in Valerie's room it's such a brief scene mm-hmm. and it's very definitely an actual room you really notice actual rooms because you see so few of them in Sabrina <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Sabrina rushes home where Mortimer still hasn't brought Salem back however he has magically zapped in someone waiting for a cat scan a cat skills comedian and the cats family from New Rochelle yeah. <laughs> uh, what what's a cat skills comedian? Um, the cat skills, also known as the borscht belt. Um, they were. Uh, they, I don't think they're really they're something that's popular used to be. But like British seaside resorts have gone into major decline in yeah. uh, in recent times. But the sort of um, in upstate New York, uh, sort of like the more sort of like rural sort of bit where there's a lot of like countryside and yeah. things. Uh, there used to be these like uh, summer like. Resorts where particularly uh, sort of like wealthy, like middle class Jewish families from New York would would go, and much like Butlins and things, there'd be entertainment usually, mm-hmm. including these Jewish comedians with the very sort of like sort of hackneyed sort of uh, you know that kind of that Jewish comedian stereotype. Yeah, that's a Catskill comedian. Hashtag Graham for fuck's sake. As randomly, the Kinkle party have all arrived because invitations were changed at the last minute. So he and his beautiful assistant, Martha Washington, must entertain the guests. Uh, Hilda and Zelda are still embarrassed for Mortimer because he could have done so much more with his life. But Sabrina tells him to cut him more slack because he's doing what he loves and it makes him happy. She then learns her own lesson and goes to find Valerie. You could see the cogs working that she realised she was being a massive hypocrite. Yeah, she should never have got so far down the road of being that horrible that she needed that kind of revelation. But it needed... then it needed to happen. There needed to be a turning point, mm-hmm. and I think it was quite—it was a decent way to do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We enter Valerie's house for the first time ever, where Sabs is telling her that she should be a cheerleader regardless of what she thinks. However, when she goes to ask Libby, she just laughs maniacally in her face. Serena uses her magic, and Libby magically sets up another tryout immediately. Val says that she'll try out under one condition: that Sabrina must do it with her for support. And I think it's subconsciously a bit of, as an apology as well, she's like, you yeah. will embarrass yourself. I know you, how much you hate cheerleading, so I'm the only way you can really make it up to me is by doing it with me. Sabrina should have suggested that herself. Yes, yes I think I, I think I would have felt more better about the episode if she said, listen, I'm not happy about it, but I'll do this for you. I mean, fair play to her. She does deliberately put on a shit performance, want to make Valerie look good. To, to humiliate herself. I don't think she was deliberate. Yeah, I think she was just, She's just bad. Yeah, yeah, which is why I'm going to posit this concept. The reason why Sabrina hates cheerleaders is obviously because Libby's mean to her, but because she can't do it. 
She she could never yeah. be one. It's jealousy. It's yeah. It's just like I hate racism because I'm not very good at being racist. Yeah. I'm just jealous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, everyone should be terrible racists. No, no, no. Everyone should be terrible racists. Yeah, everyone should be terrible racists. <laughs> so yeah, terrible. Everybody you, should you be bad at being racist. <laughs> everyone <laughs> should be bad at being racist, and then it will go away, <laughs> and then there will be no more racism. I think we're onto something there, chaps. Yeah. Let, there, there we go. I think it's like hashtag terrible racists. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what Libby thought, Valerie seemingly nails the routine, whilst Sabrina absolutely doesn't. Let's hope she can nail the essay she now has to write on how cheerleading affected the North American Free Trade Agreement. Well, I tell you something. If cheerleaders were involved in NAFTA, Trump wouldn't keep threatening to pull out of it. Yeah. All the things, he, all the things he wouldn't want to pull out of as well, probably. Back home, and Mortimer is getting ready to be shot out of a giant cannon. And though he hasn't discussed the family secret with Sabrina, he has apparently hidden a clue somewhere in the house. Sabs lights the cannon, but it just explodes. So he decides to take the closet instead. I tell you what's never not funny. People with blown up faces. <laughs> <laughs> Never doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. I knew it was coming, but just like, <laughs> looking in there, covered in soot and smoke. Much like people getting pie in the face as well. Yeah. yeah. But I, th- I, think, I think blown up faces are even funnier, actually. Mm. What about if uh, if someone got a, a pie that was covered in, like, buckshot and. and, uh, and an exploding, pa- yeah. an exploding, exploding pie, pie in the face. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's or someone getting shot out of a massive pie. <laughs> I think oh. that, that's, that's what I want to see. Or someone being shot out of a cannon with exploding face into a giant pie. Yeah. That's it. That's the one, people. That then explodes. That then explodes and fires you back into the cannon. And it's just a repeat of it. <laughs> That'd be the test of would you ever get sick of this? <laughs> that would be fun. I'd love to see that. Uh, in the cafeteria, and the cheerleaders come bounding in to announce the newest members of the squad. First of all, we've got uh, people who actually work on the show: Renee Phillips and Denita Jones. Yeah, that, that was that was cool. Getting them little uh, shout outs in there. And the third member of the team is Valerie Burkhead. Yay! Yay! A second string cheerleader, Valerie says. That means if a varsity cheerleader dies or gains weight, I'm in. <sighs> it's true, but you don't need to say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe confident Valerie is a dangerous thing after yeah. all. Yeah, hopefully this isn't the decline of Valerie yeah. Burke. It's like, here you go, Becca, have another piece of cake. Yeah, yeah maybe Yeah, maybe Valerie's going <laughs> to... Then the cake explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Back home and Sabrina uncovers Mortimer's clue. It's a superhero with the letters A, B, C written on his chest. What does it mean, guys? Spellman! Spellman! Uh, the credits roll, and after a brief magical trip back to the Indian shantytown, the house is looking spick and span. However, it's not because Salem has seen the error of all his ways and tidied up, but because he was billed $3,000 for house and appliance repairs. This is how men fix things. <laughs> he says. So nice sexism bookends. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, yeah, good, good way of resolving it and being like, yeah, him sort of his his male hubris <laughs> coming back <laughs> yeah. to uh, coming back to bite him. Well, there we go. That is the end of episode four of season three, the pom pom incident. Was this an episode worth cheering about? Uh, in places, mm. but there was large periods where we were shaking those heads. Yeah, we've not shaken those heads at Sabrina for a long time, especially that's Sabrina the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's time. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've had some shows which have dipped a bit down, but then you know, the, towards the end of season two, obviously they came back. Season three has been all right thus far. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you I, say the spa, this is episode four, mate. Yeah, but as in like, the the actors know who their characters are. The characters should be firmly established now. They should just be. You know, progressing with them. I don't like to see us seeing season one Sabrina again. Right. I don't like that. She should be of an age and an experience now to not be so selfish and self-obsessed. Yeah. And I think that's probably the reason why we didn't enjoy the episode that much. We've got Valerie. She obviously she progresses, being a bit more confident now. She's a cheerleader, but we see a glimpse of pathetic Valerie, which we want to steer away from. But it's because of Sabrina. Yeah, it's, be- and it's because, because Sabrina, Sabrina regresses. Valerie, in turn, is made yeah. to regress by Sabrina's actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, with that, would you say that's the main reason why this episode didn't didn't 
work. It made me sad. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't make you sad. <laughs> because it's yeah. 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 It, it's a shame. Like, I mean, do we like Mortimer? It's, this is our second Spellman family member that we've met so far. I thought Dom DeLuise, we've not talked about him much, but he's somebody who's got a storied history in comedy films. Do you, do you want to know why we haven't talked about it much? Because he was wasted. Yeah, yeah, he was wasted. Yeah, he's a guy who's been in nearly every Mel Brooks film. Yeah. Uh, he's been, done loads of stuff with Burt Reynolds, not including Cop and a Half. No. But uh, Cannibal Run, he was in, mm. most notably with him. Um, done voices in All Dogs Go to Heaven and all these Don Bluth uh, animations as well. He's no longer with us, but yeah, he left a big mark on the film comedy mm-hmm. um, in his time uh, and he didn't leave a big mark on this episode no. to do with him just to do with just how little his character was given to do yeah I, th- I think his character was good I liked Mortimer it's, it's, it's a good concept of a character in which he's a magician and not a good one at that but yeah again like Chris said wasted I think the episode should have revolved around him a bit more yes. yeah yeah because obviously we had the legs chopping in half it should have been Hilda's elder and Mortimer then finding you know Hilda's legs or whatever yeah. and then I, you, know. I, I, you know what I would have settled for actually is is Mortimer coming in and the episode be based in the home maybe Harvey and Valerie do come and visit while Mortimer is practicing his routine yeah. and it all goes tits up Harvey gets turned into a rabbit and then gets magically lost within the magic hat uh, and Valerie's the one that gets sawn in half and they have to go and chase after her legs yeah. you know it's it's that sort of that idea that zaniness bringing back bringing mortals into a witching world where a, a magician who's trying to be a magician is trying out new tricks yeah. on mortals and it all goes awry and Spattered within that, while Sabrina and Mortimer are hunting down Valerie's legs, uh, Hilda's legs. No, no, no. In my oh, story, oh, it's Valerie's, Valerie's legs. legs. Yeah. Um, that's when they start discussing the family secret, and we get more than just a clue at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I forget? Here's a clue. Yeah. yeah. I feel this was two half ideas put into one episode. I think you could have had. A completely separate episode about Valerie wanting to be a cheerleader. Yeah. Serena could have gone in the magic book and made her own uh, sort of penny for her thoughts. And then you could have had another subplot thrown in somewhere around that episode. But then you could also have had another episode, as you're saying, Chris, about uh, about Cousin Mortimer coming and yeah, one of her friends, or Libby, being turned into another animal like a rabbit, getting lost in a magic hat, getting sawn in half and finding body parts. I think she could have made the coin. Or she could have gone to the other realm, Mint. Yeah, oh, so much you could have done. I mean, we, we, there's, there's no, there's no like question. We love little things like penny for your thoughts, and it's yeah, yeah. Penny. They're, they're our favorite jokes. You know, yeah. they, they are. But again, it was just glanced over. Really. Yeah. Instead, we got two half-assed ideas. I mean, I did like the the Valerie turning into a cheerleader a bit, but the, it either needs to be, needed to be almost all about that, or almost. All about Mortimer. And I think those episode, those uh, plot ideas together just didn't didn't no. gel in this episode. Ultimately, a, a, a bitty episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, we might as well start judging this episode. We've already we've already painted a bit of a uh, you know a, a visible picture of of how this episode's gone down. But we're scoring it in our four criteria, which we now from season three have started scoring our episodes on. They are in magic, wit, creativity, and progression. So uh, magic, first of all. I'm well. This is the, right. Okay. So, the, I mean, the penny th- for your thoughts. That's really good, and that's really witty. Yeah. Right. But I like magic, and I liked, um, Mortimer's. Yeah, Mortimer's magic. daft magic. Yeah. Yeah. And the magician magic. Yeah. Really liked that. Yeah. But for magic magic, there was no like magic magic. Maybe. I'd say I'd right. say a two. Yeah. I think one yeah. would be a bit harsh. But one yeah, would I'd say be a bit yeah. harsh. So, so let's go with two. So yeah. two for magic. Uh, what about wit? Yeah, a good, a good, good enough script really. Take maybe a three on that. Yeah, it's I'd say three. three. I think yeah, yeah, fair. yeah. Um, creativity. Well, this this is maybe where you can mark it down. Yeah. I mean, the worst of inventive things. You know, putting your thoughts. That's creative. Mm. The concept of Mortimer as a character, pretty you know, pretty you know, smart, like you know, inter- interesting concept that they came mm-hmm. up with there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't used to its full effect, as we've said, and things meshed awkwardly. The way in which the penny for your thoughts was used, sort of the things that they had Sabrina do to get us to the yeah. point where we reached at the end were cruel and unnecessary mm-hmm. and made us sad. So that's a two. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say two. That's two. And finally, progression. How did this? Uh, how does this Whoa. play into the the overarching storyline and the development of our cast? Well, we got a clue. 
Yeah. We got a clue, but that was it. Sabrina regressed. Mm-hmm. Valerie, who was showing promise, regressed, but then returned to normal. She regressed, but at the same time, we saw confident Valerie sort of solidified for the first time, but then she was taken away from us for most of yeah. the episode, and at the very end, she returned. I think if there wasn't a clue at the end of it all, I think it'd be a one. But yeah. I think because there was, and we have started to see this confident Valerie yeah. starting to shine through, yeah. a two, yeah, I think. Okay. Wow, that's our lowest score yet. Lowest score so, so that's far. Two on magic. Three on wit, two on creativity, and two on progression. Yeah. So that is a grand total of nine. Nine. Oh, below, below half. Hopefully, it will go up from here. Would you like to know what it's called? The next episode. Oh, the next episode. The next is, that episode? What you're yeah. is that where we're going with yeah. it? Oh, okay. yeah, go on then. The yeah, next episode. Good. It should be good, because it's one-off, if not uh, the <laughs> favourite episode of Melissa John Hearts. Oh, oh okay. Uh, it's called Pancake Madness. <laughs> Okay. So it certainly sounds like it could be fun. Uh, what do you think it's about, Graham, first of all? Um, well, I think because of Shrove Tuesday and everything doesn't really exist in America, no. so what we had to do with Pancake Debt. Yeah, that we have over here. So I'm guessing perhaps a magical pancake is concocted. When all the ingredients are put together, the pancake, when eating it, that gives you knowledge for family secrets. And right. there's maybe some chef relative who um, helps find the ingredients okay. to, uh, to make this pancake. Chris, anything different? Like we've seen previously, when the school has had cuts uh, and students have to serve lunch, Harvey, Sabrina, Valerie and Libby are on lunch duty where they have to make so many pancakes. But because they're falling behind, Sabrina does some magic to make everyone work quicker and make pancakes quicker and they actually have a surplus of pancakes which fills the cafeteria and they have to eat their way out. I mean that does sound pretty mad if you ask me. Uh, Well, apparently the Spellman family in their genes are addicted to pancakes. So Sabrina becomes addicted to pancakes whilst Hilda gets deported by the other realm immigration. Oh my. So that'll be fun. Madness. And sadness, all in one. Can't wait to see what that's all about. Yeah. And I hope, for, for Graham's sake, that the pancakes, when Sabrina eats them, they explode in her face. Hopefully. <laughs> would be Hopefully. nice, wouldn't it? Uh, so that is episode five of season three, entitled Pancake Madness. That is for next week. As for this week, thank you very much from me, Phil Dean, for listening. I do hope you uh, very much enjoyed it. I'd like to thank you uh, to Graham Riley and Chris Evans, my best friends, who are joining me on this wonderful journey. Thank you, chaps. You're welcome. It's been a beautiful stroll down memory lane. Started out as a beautiful stroll and it turned into something else. Uh, please go to iTunes, give us a rating and review. More reviews help uh, hope get our show uh, noticed on iTunes and gets our show into more people's ears, which is great. Uh, also support us and the Britpod scene. Uh, so do follow them and retweet anything that they do because it's a network full of amazing independent uh, British podcasts. So the more support that they get, the more support we get and we can uh, sort of spread the word with more independent British podcasts and also we're part of the Podden family as well if you do see us tweet with that hashtag then it just means that more little podcasts can get into more big ears may every little thing you do be magic